All right. So it's been a couple days now. NBA signings. Some of the big ones. We had some time to finally digest. It is July 3rd right now. And I'm about to talk about some of the big signings that kind of shocked the NBA world. Um, As a Laker fan, some of them were amazing. And then some of them were obviously unfavorable to me personally. But, you know, that's the business side of it, at least. So let's get started. I mean... The biggest, obviously, is LeBron James going to the Lakers, signing four years. Um, Having him on that Lakers squad, it's going to be amazing for those young guys. Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball. I think if they keep all of them, they're all going to end up flourishing. And I, I personally have said in the past that LeBron doesn't necessarily make his teammates better, but he makes his teams better. But I think... It's a little more, it has to do a little more to the situation. Um, the situation being that he was playing with mainly veterans that have had their day and they didn't really have much left to improve or much left to give to the game. So, I mean, that, that definitely has a lot to do with it. <clears throat> I, think, I think Lonzo has a lot to improve regardless of who he's playing with, but... I think LeBron James' talent and professionalism is really going to help him out. Same with Brandon Ingram. Hopefully he gets a little more aggressive, going to the bucket, shooting from the outside, working on his game in general. And then uh, Kyle Kuzma, I think think Kyle Kuzma is a guy that you could put on any team and he would be the same exact player. And he would have that kind of confidence, almost cockiness that he's going to be the man which is going to be something to look forward to in the future. But so the Lakers themselves, they ended up signing Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, and Rajon Rondo. They re-signed KCP for another one year. And then they let go of uh, Bryant. They let go of Randall. And then they today they let go of Isaiah Thomas which I think was smart moves. They're going to probably save a little bit of money on each of those guys. So I think uh, we have a couple more. We, I think the Lakers have a couple more moves to make, and hopefully they do sooner rather than later because the biggest shock of the NBA this past week, in my opinion, was the DeMarcus Cousins signing signing with the Warriors I think that was bigger than the LeBron James signing and I think it was bigger because the amount of money he signed for he only signed for about 5 million he signed a one year deal but this makes the 5th all star that the Warriors will have on that starting lineup and I'm assuming he's going to start even with that Achilles injury I think he's going to flourish with that system flourish with all those players you can't have that much talent that young and not be good i i think i think one of the big factors in that is that they're all unselfish players 
and for the most part they're all pretty level-headed besides Cousins who in the past has gone kind of crazy with technicals and basically just being immature but I think he's actually matured I really wanted him to be a Laker I thought we could have matched it and according to a lot of reports we could have matched it and we were given the opportunity to match it and sign him but we didn't for whatever reason I think Magic and Rob Palenka decided that they didn't want Cousins and uh, you know what they've done everything else right in my opinion so I'm gonna let that go personally but like I said the Warriors yes they they made the big bomb of the free agency in my opinion with signing with re-signing KD but really with signing DeMarcus Cousins which was not expected by anyone um, one of the other signings that I noticed was uh, Paul George right away signing with OKC. Definitely pissed off a lot of Laker fans, a lot of Los Angeles natives. But you know what? You got to respect that. He was going to leave way too much money on the table. And he definitely, he probably feels that he has a shot to win it in OKC, which not very many people think he does. But you know what? You got to respect that. It's a personal choice, and he's got to live with that choice now, but he's, uh, I'm not going to say he made the wrong choice, because I don't know the future. Maybe he does. Maybe that was the right choice. A um, couple of other signings that I noticed, um, Dwight Howard, the journeyman, the former superstar, he's actually going to sign with Washington as of today. He's, Brooklyn's going to buy out his contract, making it available. Um, that guy has been a journeyman. He was in talks to sign with the Lakers, but I'm definitely glad they didn't bite, bite on that, even if he was going to be cheap. Um, it seems like the Lakers are being pretty, pretty calm about not jumping on signings. <clears throat> so we got, what else do we got? We have, we have a good amount of signings, actually. I've mainly have talked about the Lakers signings or the Laker related stuff so far but I mean there's probably like some smaller guys that aren't coming at me right now I'm pretty sure if I see their faces or look up their names right now I'll be able to bring them up let's see I know I know Jimmy Butler I heard in, in today's news Jimmy Butler is unhappy with his team right now he's unhappy with his teammates specifically Cat and Carl Anthony Towns I guess and him aren't meshing like I thought they would but apparently he's just not liking their work ethic he said that with Wiggins in the past also and it looks like next year he's going to be leaving probably trying to join with Kyrie Irving apparently at least that's what is being reported on ESPN and Bleacher Report and on ESPN 710 Radio So, I know the Philadelphia 76ers have been in some of the trade talks for Kawhi Leonard, and they've been in, at least in the discussion, when signing some of these big names. But for some reason, they haven't really been able to pull the trigger or at least agree to any deals. So, I'm not sure what their front office is feeling, or how their front office is feeling about that, but I'm pretty sure they... 
they're just kind of calm. They're going to let their, they're going to basically trust the process. Because I, I personally think they have a pretty good nucleus of young players that are only going to get better. Ben Simmons is a monster already. He just needs that jump shot. Joel Embiid, he's a beast. And he's probably going to be even better as long as he stays healthy. So I think the most recent signing is actually with uh, OKC. They signed Raymond Felton to a one-year minimum deal, which is kind of okay. I mean, they're, they they seem kind of old in my opinion, man. They, they seem like they're not going to really be doing too much. At least not in... Not anytime soon, honestly. They got Melo. He was one of the signings that they just got. I think they were talking about making a trade or they were trying to get Tyreek Evans before he signed with the Pacers. But... And then Jeff Green, I believe, is with Washington Wizards by, by the way. And then Philadelphia 76ers, like I mentioned before, they actually did make a move. It was for Wilson Chandler via trade, though, with the Nuggets. So there, there are some moves left to be made and some that have just been made. Um, some guys that are notable that haven't been signed yet is uh, Clint Capella, the young center for the Houston Rockets he could be on the move but I kind of doubt that he'll be on the move but he is in talks to go to going to the Lakers apparently we'll see if Magic could pull off some of that charm uh, Kyle Anderson is still a free agent Marcus Smart is still a free agent um, a lot of the money has dwindled down for a lot of the teams so they aren't able to pay some of these guys what they would be expecting usually so we'll we'll see what they end up signing for and who they end up signing with. I can't imagine Marcus Smart going anywhere. The Celtics are really young. I'm pretty sure he wants to win and he wants to eventually get paid. And I think that's his best opportunity, personally. Um, another guy that actually did get paid, in my opinion, is Julius Randle. He left from the Lakers. He signed an 18 million two-year deal with the Pelicans and him alongside Anthony Davis might be pretty, pretty awesome front front court in my opinion. Um, Seth Curry, he signed a two-year six mil with the Blazers. I'm assuming that's a deal to maybe possibly think about a trade with one of their backcourt players. I think I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure one of their backcourt players is going to be doing some some sort of movement i know damian lillard's kind of he's not old but he's about to be 30 in a couple years i believe he's 28 or around that so i'm not i'm not sure if they're gonna just keep trying to pound their heads with the same exact backcourt and same exact lineup but we'll see what they do um i mentioned jeff green michael carter williams actually signed with the rockets which i actually think he's a great player Ex at least he's like probably a, a point guard that could definitely run the offense and that could be a little versatile in the point guard position. He won't get you 30 though, but you you can't expect that from a backup point guard. He I I think his ceiling is about Sean Living Sean Livingston. I, I could see him filling that kind of role on a good team, which Houston is a pretty solid team, so maybe he could flourish in that offense. Another guy that just signed was uh, Dante Exum. He signed a three-year deal 
uh, worth 33 million, which is pretty hefty for a guy that's been injured most of his career, his young career. Kevin Looney just signed with the Warriors for his one year, 1.5 mil. And then that Dwight Howard deal was actually just for one year, 5.3 million, which is pretty much what DeMarcus Cousins got. Avery Bradley resigned with the Clippers, which the Clippers haven't really been doing much. I know they're probably waiting for that lottery, that 2019 NBA lottery, but I mean, they should be doing a little more in my opinion. So Derek Favors, he's signed his two-year deal with uh, worth 36 mil. Will Barnon's back with the Nuggets for four years, 54 mil. Uh, well, Joe Harris is back with the Nets for two years, 16 mil. Alfred Payton is with the Pelicans, probably replacing Jean Rondo, which I think is a good signing. Um, that's a I think that's one of the low-key signings. I think everyone's saying that they lost. I know Stephen A. Smith was saying that Rajon Rondo lost out on, or the Pelicans lost out on Rajon Rondo. But honestly, I think Alfred Payton's more than more than good enough back or backup plan. So we have Ed Davis. He signed early. He signed that one-year deal with uh, worth forty-four point four million. Jeremy Grant was pretty early also with the Thunder. Doug McDermott. Uh, who else we got? Oh, DeAndre Jordan. He's a pretty solid center still. I'd say all-star talent still. One year, 24 mil with the Mavericks. Aaron Gordon resigned four years, 84 million with Orlando. And J.J. Redick resigned with the 76ers, actually. We're worth $1 mil, or $12 million, one-year deal. Then we got Trevor Reza with the Suns, surprisingly. Which he might do pretty good with those young guys. Kind of teach them how, how to really be professional basketball players because that's all Trevor Reza has been. Probably tell... Uh, Devin Booker, some Kobe stories in the process. So that's pretty much the rundown of the free agency so far. And I think I'm going to go, I'll probably extend this and start talking about some of the future possible signings and trades, specifically with the Lakers, because obviously I'm a Laker fan. So thank you. Alright, so I'm going to just get into this. I want to talk about a little bit about what it's going to take for another NBA team to knock off the Warriors. Because there is a way. There's always the chance of there being upsets, no matter how talented a team is. I think with dynasties, there's, there's this thing called dynasty fatigue, where no matter how talented, ultra-talented the team is, the players themselves just don't feel as motivated after going to the finals for so so many years. They don't, they don't have that hunger anymore. And that's bound to happen at some point. Will it happen this year? I don't know. 
I'm not sure if there's a team talented or hungry enough to knock them off. Not yet, at least. I think there are some teams that can make a couple moves that can definitely help them knock off the Warriors. One of those teams is the Lakers. I think if the Lakers can sign Clint Capella, then make a trade for Kawhi without giving up too much, which I think the Spurs will let up eventually. They can, they that team can def- be a defensive juggernaut that stops the Warriors from scoring at will, and at the same time with LeBron James and with Kawhi's playmaking abilities, with Lonzo's maturity as a player, I think, I think that team can knock off the Warriors, and it could surprise people. Obviously, um, the Warriors are another team. They re-signed Capella, say. Then maybe if they make another trade, which I think they would need maybe Jamal Crawford also as another backup scorer. But what they really need is a wing defender that will replace Trevor Ariza. They have Gerald Green, which I am a huge fan of Gerald Green's game, but I do not think he is going to be able to play as many minutes as Trevor Ariza was. And... Besides that last game Arisa had, which was terrible. He missed threes the entire game, basically. Besides that game, I think I think Trevor Ariza has been pretty consistent for that team. And there's a reason why. He's part of the reason why they were the number one team during the regular season. So I think Chris Paul, James Harden... And another wing addition. I think those guys could maybe take it to the Warriors again. I think Clint Capella really needs, no matter what team he goes to, I think he really does need to get a little bit better. I think he could be that that X factor to whatever team in order to beat the Warriors in the playoffs. As far as the Eastern Conference, which is, it has been pretty weak for the past 25 years now losing the best player in the world to the Western Conference and LeBron James, it really shows. You have Embiid, you have Ben Simmons, who's going to be for sure an all-star now, probably, if he stays healthy. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo, but his team's not that good. Um, you have you have some players scattered, but most of the bulk, the bulk of the all-stars are now on the Western Conference. And we'll, we'll see how that dynamic plays this season. But one team that does have a really talented squad up to down, top to bottom, is the Boston Celtics. They have a good mix of young talent with veteran all-stars. And those veteran all-stars start with Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, and Gordon Hayward. Which Gordon Hayward did not play at all last year. So I'm kind of excited and I'm not a Boston Celtics fan per se, but I am excited to see Gordon Hayward because he seems like a good guy. I do want to see him get back to his his playing level of being an all-star. So you have those three, and then you have Jason Tatum, and then you have Jalen Brown, which Tatum, I believe, is going to be a monster in like a year or two. He is going to be by far the best player on that team besides Kyrie Irving. It's going to be that one-two punch, in my opinion. I think Jalen Brown still has a lower ceiling, but he can still get better. But I think where his bread and butter is going to be is going to be on the defensive end, which I think he 
he definitely already has taken on that role by trying to guard LeBron and trying to guard the other team's best players. Um, besides that, I think the West, the Eastern Conference is pretty weak. Honestly, I think Toronto, if they don't make any moves, they're going to just drop. Like, there's no way further up to go. I know LeBron's not there, but I honestly don't think the team is going to get any better. I think that if anything, this year they are going to drop off if they don't make any moves. Then uh, we have some young teams out there. I mean, the Bucks are kind of young still. They've always had that length, which I always admired, like a team that has a bunch of length from top to bottom. But honestly, I don't think they have enough, even in the East. They might be like a top five seed. I think what we got, we got like maybe two teams in the Eastern Conference that could maybe do any damage in the the playoffs if they get to the finals. But honestly, it's the Warriors for the taking. Um, I haven't heard anything as far as speculation for any signings or anything involving Jabari Parker, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume he's going to resign eventually with the Bucks. And I mean, he's a healthy Jabari Parker will definitely help out that team. But besides that, I don't really see anything changing, not in the Easter conference, at least. So I'm going to end the episode right now. Um, I'm going to try doing these maybe at least maybe three to five times a week. Um, hopefully I'll like get more of a format down as far as what I'm talking about, but I kind of just want to add so many things and thoughts going into free agency overall. I just wanted to catch up and maybe take it to have one big episode and then hopefully have smaller episodes from the time being or in, in the upcoming days, have smaller episodes so I could really focus on each NBA move and each maybe trade possibility, each discussion for the day. I'll try to follow it maybe day by day, hopefully. We'll see how busy my schedule gets. Okay, so thank you.